0: Hello again to all the listeners on Wave 94. Bill Harper coming to you with a journey in search of my heart. This is going to be a really exciting series. Let me tell you how this started. You know, here's the title of the podcast. My name is Bill and I'm a man in search of my heart. The other day I had lunch with my pastor, Pastor Bob Evans up at Wildwood Church, who really liked the podcast on Unending Hope, I did, and he says, Bill, what does it mean to be in search of your heart? I go, well, Bob, that's a good question. It's pretty deep. It's not a simple answer for just a few minutes. He says, why don't you unpack that? Why don't you take that journey? And I have been thinking about it for quite some time now. So here we go. I'm going to call this search patterns for the heart. I used to fly rescue helicopters for the Air Force. So we had concentrated searches and broad searches and You used a different type of search pattern in different circumstances. So, not only did Bob Evans suggest that I explore this, but lo and behold, as soon as I went back to my John Eldridge podcast, which I really listened to, guess what? They had done one on the same subject right now, so it's popping up everywhere. Sounds like a pretty important point to me. Let's go back to a little of my history. When I was got into recovery 15 years ago and started working the 12 steps, I picked up the book Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. That began the process of opening my heart, examining it, trying to find it in context to its relationship with God. Uh, The second book I picked up and I became a very good fan was called Waking the Dead, as in waking somebody whose heart's not beating is kind of the topic of that book. I would call it the sequel to Wild at Heart. I would call it the advanced course of going into the higher levels than Wild at Heart. So I always recommend Waking the Dead by John Eldridge. And then one they wrote called uh, Sacred Romance which actually predated Wild at Heart. Sacred Romance was written with John Eldridge. It was his first book published when he was a young therapist, a counselor with Brent Curtis in Colorado. They published this book together and had one of their first retreats together. It was at that retreat that Brent Curtis was killed in a rock slide. And John has written about that and his grieving and everything. And that book, The Sacred Romance, is very special. So if you're in a search for your heart, I would make sure you catch all three of those books Wild at Heart, Waking the Dead, and The Sacred Romance, all by Eldridge E L D R E D G E and an additional author Brent Curtis on that one. So speaking of the book Waking the Dead, there's a paragraph and I'm gonna read it to you. The heart is central. That we would even need to be reminded of this only shows how far we have fallen from the life we were meant to live or how powerful the spell has been. The subject of the heart is addressed in the Bible more than any other topic, more than works or service, more than belief or obedience, more than money, and even more than worship. Maybe God knows something we've forgotten. But of course, all those other things are matters of the heart. Consider a few passages. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Deuteronomy 6, 5. Jesus called this the greatest of all commandments and notice that the heart comes first. First Samuel 16. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Out of Luke 12, verse 34. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Proverbs 3 tells us trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Matthew 15 says these people honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me. Now to Proverbs 2 we hear all a man's ways seem right to him but the Lord weighs the heart. According to the scriptures the heart can be troubled, wounded, pierced, grieved, and even broken. How well we all know that. Thankfully, it can also be cheerful, glad, merry, joyful, rejoicing. The heart can be whole or divided, as in that phrase we often use, well, part of me wants to, but the other part of me doesn't. The heart can be wise or foolish. It can be steadfast, true, upright, stout, valiant, All of these descriptions can be found by perusing the listings for the word heart in any concordance. Your heart can also be frightened, faint, cowardly, or melt like wax. The heart can be wandering, forgetful, dull, stubborn, proud, hardened, wicked, and perverse. I think we all know that as well. Much to our surprise, according to Jesus, a heart can also be pure. As in, blessed are the pure at heart, for they will see God. Out of the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5. And even noble, as in his story about the sower, when he says, But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart, who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a crop. That's out of Luke 8. The Bible sees the heart as the source of all creativity, courage, and conviction. It is the source of our faith, our hope, and of course, our love. It is the wellspring of life within us, Proverbs 4.23, the very essence of our existence, the center of our being, the fount of our life. That is from the book, Waking the Dead by John Eldridge, The Heart is Central. So a little bit of my story, it's a good time to tell right now, is when I enter, recovery back in 2005 the early days were very painful I had wounded my family terribly and I was rejected by them I I discovered an abandonment wound in that place of isolation so when you get rejected and isolated and you discover that you have an abandonment wound from way back it becomes very painful it's almost like rubbing salt in the wound there And it was in that very painful place that Jesus entered my heart. It's almost like I ripped out some stuff that wasn't good and Jesus filled that hole. Maybe when I was all alone, that's when I was so hungry that he appeared. I'm not really sure how it worked, but in that place of painful abandonment, he appeared, honestly, so that I will never be lonely again that stuck. It was a life-changing experience. As I came out of that, face-to-face with admitting my addiction and my tendency to codependency, I realized that the further I got down the road of recovery and restoration, that I was really searching to make my heart whole. And along comes a verse from Ezekiel, which fits my story perfectly. Ezekiel 36, verses 25 through 27 says, "'Then it will be as though "'I had sprinkled clean water on you, "'for you will be clean. "'Your filthiness will be washed away, "'your idol worship gone. "'And I will give you a new heart. "'I will give you a new and right desires "'and put a new spirit within you. "'I will take out your stony hearts of sin.' And give you new hearts of love. And I will put my spirit within you so that you will obey my laws and do whatever I command. Again, that's out of Ezekiel. Now that sure sounds like open heart surgery to me. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh, another version says. And that open heart surgery for me had to be done without anesthesia. I had to not go to my false comforters and my things that I did to relieve the pain. I had to release them, and I had to go through that surgery without anesthesia. For me, it had to hurt, and I would do it all over again, although I'm grateful I don't have to, and that keeps me from, shall we say, the word is regressing or falling back out or relapsing. But there was a painful process in that point of it turning, call it repentance, call it contrition, call it to the point where I said, no more of this, I'm going this way. And Jesus entered that painful place. A similar thing happened to me in 2018. Uh, This time it was a physical injury. I uh, ruptured a disc in my back and it hurt a lot. And this was uh, severe pain, I might add. And so I was laid up on the couch trying to find body positions, trying to find a comfortable place. And I reflected upon this journey that I've been taking. And uh, the words of Simon Weil came back to me. Simon Weil wrote, two things pierce the human heart. One is beauty and the other is affliction. Well, mind you, in 2018, I've been retired from about two years. I'm really enjoying the time up in these beautiful places. My passions of staying outdoors and fly fishing and sailing and, and just being out in God's creation with my dogs and stuff. That's where my heart is most filled. And so I had been taking in a life of beauty for a couple of sweet years, right? And it was really wonderful. My heart was being pierced or piercing is good. Uh, by beauty. Now, let's talk about piercing. If I'm a man in searching my heart, then the idea of piercing your heart sounds good to me. It's positive, right? It will wake it up. It will inject something good in that. I want to pierce my heart because it's an active verb of doing something with it. I'm going to say that piercing is good. As Simon Weil says, two things pierce the human heart. One is beauty. The other is affliction. Well, back to my story, in these two years of retirement, I've been soaking up so much beauty that I think the law of diminishing returns had set in. I had become jaded or desensitized to this awesome beauty that I was receiving. And I think God said, well, we need to balance you out. You're taking it for granted, the beauty you're receiving. So we're gonna have to balance you out with a little affliction Yep, that's what happened. And it sure did. It opened my heart up wider and more tenderly that day. I remember laying on the couch watching all the hurricanes like Harvey just devastate places and people, and I was praying for them. There was a lot of compassion in my heart during those days of being laid out. I think that Piercing is good, whatever form it takes. If two things pierce the human heart, one is beauty, the other is affliction. Dear Lord, I pray my heart will be healthy so I don't have to be pierced by affliction. But if that's what you're bringing, then bring it on, Lord. Richard Rohr wrote in the book, Breathing Underwater, The heart must be broken or broken open at least once to have a heart at all. So that goes back to talking about the open heart surgery I had done without anesthesia, going back to the piercing that opened up the human heart, the affliction that would break it open. And so my point here in my search for the heart is pain is not necessarily bad. Uh, For me, it truly was a miracle worker to get me to the place of awareness. We often say in recovery that when the pain of the change becomes less Then the pain of not changing, change will occur. So finally, that brings us to my life verse, Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart above all else for from it flows the wellspring of life. Uh, Many versions of Proverbs 4.23, they include guard your heart with all diligence for it determines the course of your life. Guard your heart more than anything else because the source of your life flows from it. Keep your heart with all diligence, watchfulness, vigilance. God is saying, take care of this thing, your heart. It really matters to me. Be careful with this, because the wellspring of life, the waters of life that flow out of your heart, guard it above all else. Years ago, I took a wonderful retreat, uh, mountain expedition with some brothers up to the mountains of Colorado. We stayed there for about five days, fishing and horseback riding. It wasn't any elk hunting in the summer. And we got our water from this beautiful little spring. And I was sent up there one day to get us some water. And I couldn't quite find it until I walked across the downstream path, this little rivulet of water. And so I followed it upstream and behind these little bushes were flowing out this beautiful little grove of rocks and the water is just gurgling out of it. It's so cold and crisp and clear and delicious. Talking about the wellspring of life, would I throw dirt in there? Would I go find some horse manure and throw it in there or crumple up branches and trees? I'm certainly not urinated anywhere near it. no. This is a spring of life. You care for it. You defend it. You nourish it. So the source of water is like throwing trash in there when we do these things to our bodies and our heart. Would we put poison in there? Oh, heavens no, but guess what? So often we put poisons in our heart in this world and we don't even know about it. I am extra sensitive now and... Been motivated to really care for my heart and be more pure in the season of Lent, giving up some of my false comforters, the things I go to to make myself feel better that really are not nourishing at all. But God's saying in that verse, and God has told me this, and this is part of me being searched for my heart. God is saying, Take care of this. It matters to me. Your heart matters. Don't lose its location. Protect it from poison and debris. From it flows the wellspring of life. Another topic to this search of a good heart is that I don't think my heart is wicked. Not anymore. You know, oftentimes we hear the verses quoted Jeremiah 17.9 that tells you that your heart is desperately wicked. But... (laughs) How can we talk about loving God with all of our heart? God said he set a new heart within us. It is a good heart, new and right desires, and a new spirit in you. And Jesus in Luke 8.15 talked about the good and noble heart. So how can the heart be desperately wicked? I don't think it is. I think it's changed in general my heart is capable of anything. I can go to anger and resentment and idolatry. Sure enough, I can't. But I've been changed to a good heart within me. At the end of this session, we're going to hear the song by Sanctus Real called Changed, about changed heart. And the refrain says, although I cannot see, I know you promised me you're making a new heart where the old one used to be. Yes, I'm gonna be changed a little each day. And even when I fall, I'll trust you when you say, I'm gonna be changed by your grace. You won't let me stay the same as yesterday. I'm gonna be changed. Song is entitled Changed by Sanctus Real. So you see, I don't think that my heart is desperately wicked although I'm human and I can turn to anger and resentment and those other things, I think my heart has been changed into a good heart, a heart of love, a heart of flesh and tenderness. That's what I believe these days, and God has said that and affirmed that from me. Once again, this is Bill Harper, and I am on the first of several sessions about In Search of My Heart. This is a journey to unpack what it looks like with these issues of the heart. And I'll be talking about some romance and some haunting. I'll be talking about other things to come forward. Don't forget to catch me on my podcast, Bill Harper, In Search of My Heart. And in the meantime, stay tuned for that and listen to this song by Sanctus Real entitled Changed. I thought it'd be different Was hoping by now I would be closer Have it all figured out Been counting the reasons Been feeling the weight Of all of my failures And every mistake And though I cannot see I know you promised me You're making a new heart Where the old one used to be I'm gonna be changed